Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. Brought to you by Blue Sky Business Consulting. We discuss five questions in about 15 minutes. Hello again, everyone. Happy Thursday. We are glad to have you joining us again here on the Team Engagement Podcast. Excited to welcome our guest today. This is Jesse Warner, and he is the founder and CEO of Achieve CMO right here in Lehigh, Utah. So Jesse, it's good to see you again. Thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thanks, Sean. You are very welcome. What would you like the audience to know about Achieve CMO? Yeah, so at Achieve CMO, we provide fractional CMOs to growing companies. So instead of hiring a full-time VP of marketing or a chief marketing officer, uh, we come in at 20 hours a month or 40 hours a month, and we take that leadership role and, and help drive results. So that's kind of our goal is help you increase your revenue and get work done. Well, that's perfect, especially for those companies that are still growing and don't need uh, that full-time person, but that fractional. So that's perfect. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get started with our questions today. Jesse, as you've been growing your business, is there a challenge that you've overcome that you're especially proud of? Yeah. You know, um, when I first started my business, uh, I was working for a startup. I was one of the kind of original founders, employees, and I'd been there for a couple of years and I was a little nervous about starting the company because, well, I knew to start the company. It's, it's kind of scary to start. Right. Um, but I, you know, I took a gamble. I had a townhome that I was renting out and I said, worst case scenario, I'll sell this townhome and uh, we'll chalk it up to a year of learning, you know. But within two weeks, I had replaced my salary and wow. I was off to the races and you know i felt really proud about that moment i never sold before you know and so to go out there and sell myself and to drum up business was a little scary for me not so much anymore but uh, at the time it was sure well thanks for sharing that because that is a big challenge especially for those entrepreneurs who are in those very very early stages to kind of get over that little bit of fear of talking about yourself in a lot of cases as well as selling your own business. And like you said, selling yourself. And that's that can be a challenge. So congratulations for overcoming that. And so quickly, two weeks, that's impressive. All right, well, question number two. Jesse, how can leaders help to foster creativity within their team or their company? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, in marketing, there's we're kind of expected to be creative, you know? Right. Um, and one of the things I like to do, and I do it in my book, boot camps that I offer for new clients, which is kind of part of our onboarding process. We do a four-week boot camp. We also do a lot of internal trainings, you know, as I'm helping these uh, fractional CMOs grow into really becoming world-class. Um, one of the things I do is I, I, I'll do a training and then I'll ask a question. So that allows them time to think about how it applies to their situation. So for example, in one of my trainings, I teach about the challenger sale framework and there's five different types of salespeople, right? So as I'm teaching it, trying to help them foster that creativity, I then ask, what are the characteristics, characteristics of the best salesperson you've known? Or I'll have them think about what makes a person great. And then I leave some time you know, sometimes three to five minutes of silence where they kind of are forced to get those creative juices flowing. I think creativity is best accomplished in, when there's constraints. So if you put a, a box on, okay, I want you to think about this specific thing and nothing else, you know, remove the distractions and that silence sometimes is what will actually bring out that creativity. And then we talk about it together. And so that's some of the things I've done to help foster creativity. That's helpful. Having certain constraints help the creativity because it allows people to focus. Is that basically what you're saying? 
Yeah, that's right. So if there's any kind of, say you're trying to solve a problem, we could talk about the problem or teach the principles related to the problem or the challenge that you're coming over with, but then allowing a little bit of that quietness to come in. So you're saying, hey, here's the specific problem. And I've done this with um, like hackathons as well. So you basically say, hey, in one hour, we have to go design a product, right? And suddenly you're like, whoa, what? And you know, so you're using paper and you're writing things down and you got the whiteboard and, but you'll be amazed at how much can be accomplished in one hour when you put those constraints around it. And so that's one of the things I like. And again, that quietness to where you get a chance to introspect, but then bring that back out, that discussion becomes a really meaningful discussion. Very good. That's a great, great insight. Thank you for sharing that. All right, question number three, how can leaders help the team members to, Learn to trust each other. You know, I think in my experience, trust is earned through experience, right? Um, I think about, you know, maybe committees I've been on or, you know, it's the time together that builds trust, right? So especially in today's world where everything's remote, this can be hard, right? It used to be that you'd have the water cooler or you'd have lunch or you'd have kind of the random walk-bys that you could kind of brush and have those shared experiences together. Now I feel like you have to be a little more intentional about creating experiences, right? So there's there's trust that comes with familiarity, but there's also trust when commitments are kept. So if I ask somebody to do something, say a colleague, I say, hey, can you help me out with this thing? And then they come back and they blow it out of the park for you, you're suddenly, you're trusting them is just through the roof, right? On the contrary, if you give them a, an assignment or ask them for help and they just give you a little bit of effort and you, you can tell that they didn't really put thought or you know time into it, you're going to weaken that trust as well. So I think, you know, one, trust learned through experience. As commitments are kept, that trust is strengthened. Um, with the chief CMO, we have a set of six core values that we live by. And, you know, by doing the things I say I'm going to do, I build trust with my team as well. So as a leader, I build trust by doing the things I'm going to do. And that's true as well, I think, as you think about team members and also being transparent and honest with each other. I think that all of that builds trust. So, I mean, you could probably go on and on about this, but there's, those are just some of my thoughts. I think that's great. I really like that, that, you know, time together can build trust. And that's really what it is. And even if it's like you pointed out in this remote environment that a lot of us are in now, it makes it a little bit harder, but it's still just spending some time together. It can really help build that trust. So that's an important factor to, to the variable to address when you're trying to build team and especially building trust within the team. So I think those are some great comments. All right. Question number four, as you've been building your business, uh, there may have been a time in the past where you've kind of had a little bit of uh, what might be perceived as a failure. Is there an experience that you can share where you turned a failure into a win? Yeah. So, you know, I was thinking about this question. So I've, I've owned a cheese CMO for about five years, started it five years ago. And for the first four years, it was really just me. And uh, last August, I just said, hey, let's go grow this thing. And so I started going out and selling and building pipeline. And by the end of 2022, you know, I think I tripled almost quadrupled the number of clients and so i was like oh man i gotta hire right so i'm, I'm like okay we got pipeline i got new deal flow and so i hire a bunch of employees kind of at the end of q4 coming into q1 but i didn't really have maybe all the processes in place that would allow me to grow grow from a one to a, a team of five six eight people right and then what happened that 
you know, some of the economic downturn in Q1, and I think a lot of companies felt that, we definitely felt that, we suddenly lost like 14 clients, right? It was like a third of the clients suddenly were, you know, not like all at once, but, you know, January and then February and then March. Right. And we were feeling that that economic downturn. And so then I was left with this kind of complicated situation, right? I just hired a bunch of people to fulfill on these new contracts and they built up a bunch of momentum and then suddenly just came all crashing down. Um, and if you've ever done that as a business owner, or I'm sure some people listening, it's hard right like it's like those tough lessons to learn um you know what was interesting for me and and you know i'm still i think kind of in the process of the win if you will but what it did for me is it really forced me to think about what i was doing like what was the purpose my why for building it right it wasn't just to go and get more clients you know my why was really about building the fractional cmo the marketer and i realized you know i had this dream of turning marketers into millionaires and and really it was about them and it totally shifted a lot of the way i think thought about fractional work you know so while yes i definitely want to help and service businesses and business owners i found my true passion is really leading and guiding and mentoring these these cmos these these really talented marketing leaders, helping them go out on their own, having the confidence to do that. And so I was able to really change and adjust the model to do that. The other thing, it, it kind of humbled me too. And I got, a, I had a coach, you know, I decided to hire a coach. So some of my employees said, Hey, you know, Jesse, this, this is a hard thing you're going through. Why don't have you ever thought about having a coach? Right. So I hired a coach, you know, and and, and they were very beneficial for, during those couple of months right after that. They're really hard turn. So I guess what I'm saying, I think is the, the crucible, the school, the hard knocks, when you come out of it at the end, you're a much better person. And I think for me, the vision and clarity of what I was trying to build was a lot better too. And it's interesting that you share that because that is what happens a lot of times. And I don't know if you necessarily reinvented your business, but a little bit, you kind of decided, Hey, you know, what I really like is helping build up CMOs and helping them be become successful. And so a little bit of a, of a refined uh, focus for you is what it, it sounds like to me. And so I really like that perspective because that is what happens a lot of times when we have those kind of those downturns or those perceived failures, whatever they are, they're actually opportunities to refocus and reinvent and pivot and all these other words that people throw out. But great comments. Love it. All right. Our last question. Tell us a little bit about your first job. I had to think about it because there was a few first jobs. I was like, okay, so I'm like 16 years old. And my first job was working at a countertop manufacturing company. Wow. So it was over the summer and I had a, a friend that worked there, actually a couple of friends. And they said, hey, what, we need some help. Come and help us do this. So I, uh, I don't know if you've ever been in a cabinet or a countertop or a cabinet shop, but you know, you're getting these big pieces of wood and you're cutting them and glue, you know, they got the spray glue that you put on the back of the laminate and, the, you know, that rolls it. And it was really interesting to just kind of be a part of that. And my, my family's in the construction world. A lot of my, my dad was a carpenter and Two of my brothers are contractors. And so I did a lot. A lot of my first jobs were, you know, framing or carpet, tile. Countertop was a kind of still construction labor, it was more of the manufacturing of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was my first job. <laughs> well, I like it. I think that's the first. I don't think I've had anybody on the show that's uh talked about doing countertops, but obviously it's kind of in your blood to a certain degree with family and whatnot. But uh Glad you're doing what you enjoy doing now. So this has been great. Jesse, thank you again for taking your time to join us on the podcast. And how can people find you? Yeah, so uh, I'm act very active on LinkedIn. I uh, would love for you to follow me, connect with me. I share often. You'll hear all about my family and my life and my business and hopefully learn a couple things. So yeah, just look me up, Jesse Warner, Chief CMO. Uh, you also visit our site, AchieveCMO.com. Um, 
I'm not hard to find if you're looking. So I'd love to connect. Sounds great. Well, thank you again. Really appreciate it. And thanks to all of our listeners and viewers for joining us every week on the Team Engagement Podcast. We wish everybody a great day. And thanks so much. We'll see you next time. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. We also invite you to follow or subscribe to our podcast wherever you may be listening or watching. Is your business thriving? Go to tbs-score.com to find out. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great day.